KRLT 92.9 The Lake, folks, live on the line right now is Cody Bass. Right, He's uh, two minutes early, which is even better because he's uh, bucking the trend of what Tahoe time is. So it's nice to have. <laughs> That's right. And for me, I'm. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> unusual for me to be early. But hey, it's by, a good day. By the way, uh, I was at the show. In fact, I introduced the show last Friday night when uh, Rob Schneider uh, performed. And I gave him... Um, that brunt thing you gave me in in the package, you know, the brunt with um, I don't know. Look, it looked huge. I didn't open it up, but I go. He goes, "Hey, thanks, man. I got to perform up no, here." So, no, that was the cookies blunt. So yeah, blunt. Yeah, that's a, what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a hemp leaf that's rolled in cannabis. You know, generally a blunt would be using a tobacco leaf. Of we can't by regulation sell tobacco, so they use a hemp leaf oh. with a glass tip, and it's made by Cookies, who is one of the better brands. But uh. So did he enjoy it? I mean, the show was great. I showed up right when he started and uh, hilarious. So it must have worked well. But uh, <laughs> did, did you get any reports from him after after he used it? Uh, yeah. In fact, I, I had what he had left over because uh, he had to go on. Oh, you missed the beginning, the very beginning. They always miss the beginning, you know. They go, yeah, oh, it's uh, dinner, but it's just the yeah, opening it was act. A great show, man. It, so good to be back with people. My gosh, I can't tell you how nice it was to be back in that showroom and just be around the community and, and oh. people laughing. And man, it was just so good. And I bet I bet your staff loved it too, because if I remember, you were treating, I think, the staff out to the show as well, right? Yeah, well, me and Ryan. Uh, oh, okay. So there was, there was only four of us. But yeah, we had a, it was still me and my manager and, and his wife. Uh, and we had a great time. It was, it was a really good time. Um, oh, cool. You know, again, I think man, just this whole, just our like aura energy, getting back together with people, seeing people smile, oh. it just adds to our spirit so much. And um, I can't tell you, just this whole weekend, it was really great. Oh, Even right. though you know, maybe not my favorite events, celebrity golf, whatever. It's not something right. that woos me a huge amount, but just that whole thing of being around people and That's... seeing athletes being so stoked, and just the whole nine yards. It was really a great, uh, a great weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't spend that much time down there because there, you know usually we broadcast down there, but we haven't broadcast down there you know last year obviously and this year, and I, and plus I had gigs down in Reno down at the Silver Legacy at the last the Laugh Factory, so I thought well uh, next year I'll, I'll get more into it, but it was great from what I saw on on TV the, the the throngs of people man and it was just packed like crazy and you're right everybody was just you could just tell they were just they couldn't wait just to get out. Yeah, no, it was it was really great. And you know what was interesting, too, Howie? I ran into a handful, I mean, I'd say a dozen different athletes, not the actual athlete, but the people that are around them, their entourage or whatever. Oh, right. The amount of athletes that consume cannabis is off the charts. I really? Mean, um, and it makes a lot of sense, especially if you're in a golf tournament or something, um, or in just their normal you know, routine of, of whatever sport that they're playing. Um, but the amount of people that approached us... Um, and, oh, well, you know, I'm here with so-and-so, and we need to come to your place, and we really – and then the, the amount that they wanted to get when they when they came to Tahoe Wellness, and, and usually not smoking, right. more of the deliverables around topicals and edibles. Uh, but if you think about it as an athlete, you know, and you're in the middle of a golf tournament, you're not going to want to go out and drink, but you do need something to kind of take the edge off and, and something that's not going to affect your game the next day, make you sleep well, make you eat well. Um, so it's amazing, you know, the, the amount of, from different sports, different practices of, of athletes, um, it, it was really cool to see the amount of, of part, you know, athletes that partake. And I knew that, but 
Um, I think that now it's becoming, you know, so in the mainstream, it's not like they have to hide it and only their inside circle knows. Right. Um, they're kind of more open with it. And so it was cool, man. I, again, I, I had a great weekend and, um, it, it was good to see. And, you know, it's funny this morning, it's actually what I wanted to talk about. We talked about Shakari Richards last week and the, you know, U.S. doping agency kicking her out of the Olympics. Well, right. you know, action has happened, and a lot of uh, yes. senators and congressmen wrote letters to the doping agency. Now they're demanding a meeting with Biden, and um, and it's the doping agency that's saying, look, this is ridiculous. This is not a performance-enhancing drug. Right. We do not want to be kicking athletes out of the Olympics for, uh, for cannabis. And so uh, that meeting is going to happen this week. There's been a lot of action uh, happening. I don't believe we'll probably see her back in the Olympics. I think that call's been oh. made, but I think the future is going to show that you know nobody should be penalized, you know, penalized for using essentially medicine, right? Um, or or one of the plants that that heals us. We as people need to have access. Um, whether you're an athlete, it doesn't matter. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, I think how long is it going to take? something like the Olympic committee to, you know, come around and realize, Hey, look, are you going to start banning where the Olympics can take place if, if they don't fall, you know, within your jurisdiction of certain cities and countries or whatnot? Oh, we better avoid the United States because they're, they're pro cannabis, but you would, hopefully they're going to come around uh, when they get enough pressure put upon them from different other organizations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what's interesting? I mean, for this, this call was done by the United States, dope, you know, doping agency, and every country has their own standards and they set their own, their own laws and all of that. And it was really the U.S. Uh, that not only in the Olympics, but in all sorts of trade agreements and everything across the world mandated that cannabinoids be added um, to the disqualifications for the Olympics. And, uh, and it's the U.S. that really, you know, not only in the Olympics, it's in trade agreements across the, the planet. Really when, you know, yeah. Nixon and then Nancy Reagan and, and Ronald Reagan started the war on drugs, they were also, you know, actively pushing trade agreements throughout the globe. And if you wanted to trade with the U.S., you would have to adopt their drug oh. policies and their drug laws, and you would also have to agree to enforce them um, and, and when you look at certain countries in the world, like Indonesia or anywhere in the world, they've been using cannabis for thousands of years, and their indigenous tribes have been using it for forever and ever. And we literally came into those areas and and demanded that they quit using the cannabis plant and all you know other drugs as well, opium and all sorts of different drugs. But what that's done to policy, and and a lot of people wonder why is it just like should just be turning a switch to, yeah. to the federal government to legalize cannabis. Well, when you look at these policies and you look what we did through the 70s, 80s, 90s um, with regards to cannabis policy and how much we pushed it to different countries, it's real difficult for us to come back and say, oh, well, you know, now we've decided this is just perfectly okay. Um, after we've come through uh, and, and really forced it upon people. So, it's an interesting time now. That doesn't mean that we can't go through and right a wrong, and um, and that's kind of what we're in the middle of doing. And you know, we're 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 going, but it's going to take a while. Yeah, no kidding, man. But then now you must feel um, doing what you do. I mean, just running a business, I imagine, is tough enough as it is. But you probably got to make yourself available for all this lobbying and talk to decision makers, let alone folks that are you know, want to push their product on you to sell it. I, I can't imagine how you divide time like that. Or do you have other staff there that might help with the lobbying end of it to make it so it's more mainstream? 
You know, so my staff is amazing. I am very blessed with such a group, you know, great group of people, and they really handle our operation here so well. So you're right. Like the amount of people that, that contact us trying to push products, yeah. and, uh, those kind of things, my staff is just amazing and, and really on a lot of that stuff. But as far as the advocacy goes um, at a national level, as well as a regional and then of course, local level, um, I really take a lot of that on. And um, that's just because, you know, that, that's kind of the heart of where Tahoe wellness and, and where really my life comes from. And yeah. so, um, you know, I stayed very active. I'm on the National Trade Association Board, which is the NCIA, the, oh. the National Cannabis Industry Association. And we kind of really guide the lobbying effort at a national level. Um, and then at a state level, you know, it's been really good with me being elected um, and trying to work with some of the folks in Sacramento. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you know, I'll just be honest. California, as it does most of the time, has made this such a red tape kind of bureaucratic mess, oh. I guess you could say, that yeah. in a certain sense, we almost need to, like, start over, I could could almost say. We have over-regulated it, over-taxed it, um, made it the barriers to entry for, for some part, you know, people in the community too too hard. Uh, so, in my opinion, we will probably redo this in a certain sense, um, exactly, which, yeah. uh, you know, we've changed the policy, we've changed the law, but we now need to look at this as like making this good for the economy, making this good for the local communities, um, and, and look at it in a, under a different scope now that we've changed the policy. See? And so I think that'll happen in California, but I guess what I'm saying is we have a long way to go. We have a lot of work to do. Okay. Now here's what I love about a small town. We hear it all the time. I always uh, say it's not six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like two and a half degrees. So I know th- <laughs> yes. this is how <laughs> this is what this is what I love about having a radio show. People either call in here or they'll send me a message. You know, I when you were talking about it, it wasn't that long ago. Remember when you were actually banned from a casino? I, I don't want to mention which one, but I think it rhymes with Harris. And so <laughs> here's the funny thing is that a dealer friend of mine said, hey, Cody did really well. He won, uh, I think, $3,500 at my table. I go, Cody Bass? Wow. So look how things have turned around, Cody, in just a short amount of time. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're right. And and back in, uh, you know, that was in the, like, early 10, 15 years ago. But you're right. The the, the casinos really had a hard line with cannabis um, all the way up until really a couple of years ago, once Nevada allowed dispensaries. But, I mean, back in 2010, you know, you could get literally, you could get a jail sentence or even a prison sentence for like a gram of cannabis in Nevada. Wow. Um, You you know, it was like they literally, I think a seed was called like attempted cultivation and was a felony charge. I mean, it was mind-blowing. And, um, you know, why they did that, again, it's kind of interesting how the federal government pushed the states very hard to also adopt really strict policies. And some states went really far beyond, like Texas and Nevada. Right. And other states, not so much. Um, but they were, you know, it's interesting what this drug policy did and, and, you know, how confused when you look at the Controlled Substance Act and what a Schedule One drug, what they define that as is with no research value and no medicinal value at all. And therefore, they give no laboratories access to it, no research facilities. And it got so confused when you look at, yeah, there may be some drugs like methamphetamine that need to be in that category. Clearly, we know right. methamphetamine doesn't, 
Well, it's, I say that, then they put it in Ridland, but hey. Uh, so, but regardless, <laughs> you, you know, that, that is the truth, though. We don't want methamphetamine, and we want to remove it out of society. But cannabis is, like, to me, the opposite of that. And, right. um, and, and it points to the failed policy and, and the real reasons we need to change it. Well, that's what I... Okay, now, everyone's really... The big... I've learned so many phrases that are, I, it just... I don't want to say they make me vomit. Like, I, they got to lose that... It's a thing. That thing just drives me crazy. Like, hey, did you hear that uh, Mary uh, had sex with uh, her neighbor because Mark was out of town? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, then Mark came back and killed Mary. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, but but I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, there's so many fact checker checkers out there, and everyone's into the science. It's all about the science. So I got to think with all the stuff going on now with cannabis it's it's strictly political because the science of it seems to be leaning in uh, all things favorable toward that industry yeah i mean i think that's a fact howie the science is is all the way on on our side and and that's been known i mean i think doctors even even though politically they have to hold a line and in public they may not make these statements you talk to any of them in private and they absolutely have known the facts right. around cannabis and and it's interesting. I mean, you know, you look at our our policy on some things, you know, like, for instance, aloe vera even is oh. technically not legal for you to go take off of a plant and use. And that's an FDA rule because they see it as a, a drug that needs to be regulated under their umbrella. And, and again, it's aloe vera. Like, why in the world would you ever feel that that needs to be regulated, controlled? And And again, it gets into all of their their drug policies and all of that. And so what we hope, I mean, moving forward, we don't want cannabis to fall in one of these categories that, um, you know, ends up that only it can, can be controlled by the FDA and sold over the counter in CVS because CVS has some special license to be a pharmacist. Um, we've got, and that's where this is very political still and where we're dealing with, um, you know, even though, yes, science is accepted it, even the medical world is, is on board now, that's what the politics mean is, okay, are they going to try to shove this under the FDA, or mm. can we get this descheduled um, and dealt with in the same way that we deal with tea that gives you a caffeine high, right? I mean, right, that's right, right. in my mind. And, yeah, of course, the states are going to regulate it. We're going to make sure that nobody under the age of 21 can access it for recreational purposes. We're going to make sure that there's analytics to make sure there's no, you know, microbes of mold or anything that can harm a human. Um, all of those things the states will do. Uh, but the federal government, it, it, the, the politics really fall on what, you know, how the federal government decides to repeal and really kind of rewrite the law. Yeah, I just think, uh, in fact, I'm working on a new bit. If uh, if all the Congress got high, at least, I don't know, twice a week, I think maybe more bills would get passed and more Congress people would cross to the other side, you know, just to help. <laughs> So great. We need like just, a, a, a national voter initiative, you know, what, like how we have on the state. Yeah, we could just write the law that they have what, to get high twice a week. Exactly. And they go get it passed by the people. I guarantee you it would, right. would be great. It'd be, <laughs> it would be good. There'd be, there'd be more brotherhood or womanhood or what theyhood, you know. I just think it'd be a, it'd be a much better place to live. That's all. I don't know. Hey, uh, that being said, have you ever had anyone, uh, let's say, in the world of politics come and speak at at your place, I know you've had all these experts, uh, you know, from different walks of life as far as the cannabis uh, world. But any, anyone from a from a political standpoint, or would that be too boring? Yeah, you know, not, not necessarily speak. We've had quite a few of them come through. Um, oh. You know, 
actually even our own Congressman McClintock has been through. He's an avid cannabis supporter. Wow. Um, the, the chief of our Bureau of Cannabis Control, which she actually hmm. stepped down a little while ago, she came through, which was actually a huge impact. This was before they came out with the licenses in 2018. And, um, and it was really, you know, that was probably one of the most impactful uh, because she was, writ- you know, the chief of who was writing our regulation. And we were able to show her, you know, how we were doing things in a self-regulated model for, for nearly 10 years at that point. Huh. Um, and I can see and, and saw at that time a few of the things that we showed her stuck and actually ended up in the regulation. Um, and so that's really like, you know, w- what we went through when the state said, oh, here we are, it's 2018, and we're ready to license you and, right. and make you legitimate. Well, it was also people that had never ran a dispensary, never even smoked cannabis, trying to write the, the rules around oh. how we were going to exist. And um, so in those days, it was really critical to, to have a model that really was, you know, beyond up and up. It was We were self-regulating. We were doing things that we knew um, should be done and, and would be accepted. And so, yeah, that, that, those were some great times where, um, you know, our model really shined through in the law later on, which was, was great. Good, man, this is good stuff here. Hey, uh, I think I asked you um, last time, is there actually a, uh, I'm sure there is, a cannabis cookbook for those of us who are new at cooking with, with all these different things? And also, will there be another speaker coming up this week or in the near future? Absolutely, yeah. So there are a bunch of different cannabis cookbooks. My oh. favorite is Cooking with Keith is the uh, is the one that I've always loved. But there are a variety of them. Okay. Um, we have a few at TWC, but um, or if you come by, we can kind of point you in the right direction. Or of course, if you use Google, uh, you'll find a variety of uh, of different cookbooks. Oh, cool. Um, and then that actually leads me perfectly into our demos this week. So Potley, which I've had on the show before, that's who makes the olive oil, the chili oil, and makes sriracha sauce. They're going to be in store doing a demo, so this is a great demo to come check out. It'll be Thursday from 4 to 7, um, and again, they'll have recipes and all sorts of, of good uh, advice and different things to use their product. Um, and then on Friday, which also is another edible that's used for cooking, is Clarified, who makes the ghee butter. Uh, so they make the butter. So both of those, that's basically the two best um, – infused kind of cooking oils or butters that you can use to add into recipes and even add them into your traditional recipes that you already have. Right. Just substitute the olive oil with the, the medicated olive oil and the butter with the butter. Um, and you can add it to your, your own recipe. Now, saying that, I would also say start very small. Even start with like a five milligram dose. Check it out. See how okay. you feel and come back uh, and try 10 if, if you feel that you can handle more of an effect or want more of an effect. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll nice. both be in store this week. So Thursday, Thursday is the Friday. oil potley, and and Friday is the butter. Uh, their name is clarified. Um, oh, and nice. so yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to remind everybody of uh, whoever's out there on the North Shore. So we started last week uh, with North Shore, West Shore, all the way up to Kings Beach uh, delivery and out to Squaw Valley. Uh, the way it works is you'll get on our website orders that come in up till ten thirty in the morning. We can get to you that same day. Uh, but you go on our website, you can actually pick a time slot of when the order will arrive. Um, and so it's basically kind of a 24-hour window. Uh, but for everybody on the North Shore, the West Shore, uh, we're open to you guys. And uh, jump on our website at TahoeWellness.com, and we'll uh, 
we'll get it delivered out to your house or your, or your hotel. Oh, that's great. I have a lot of listeners up there. Once in a while, I'll drive around the lake. Hey, Connie, if you're listening, uh, we'll go to one of those things on Thursday. But we'll drive around the lake, and I'll just go in and just see, uh, hey, what do you listen to? And a lot of times I'll just recognize the voice because it sounds really whiny and pre-pubercent, you know. So then uh, they'll go, yeah, we, we, we listen to you in the morning a lot. Then we change the channel at 10, you know. But, they, but they're familiar with a lot of the um, – a guest that I've heard from several people that have heard about uh, you talking about stuff from Truckee. So that you're getting up there for sure there, Cody. Well, great. That's really great to hear. And we're super excited to to serve the North Shore. And, you know, one day we'd love to even be on the North Shore. I, I look back oh, and I'm cool, like, man, man, when I opened this in 09, I should have went to Tahoe City and done the same thing that day. But, <laughs> hey, it was it was enough to keep this one open. And um <laughs> And so we're just happy to be able to bring uh, bring it straight to their house and and serve uh, serve our friends on the North Shore. Oh man! Hey, well, you'll be there obviously Thursday and Friday, so I'll, I'll see you down there during that three hour spread between four and seven. Yeah, man, it'll be uh, it'll be a good one. We'll be there for sure, and look forward to seeing you, Allie. Man, do you have to go to a council meeting right now or what? You know, actually, this is our uh, our month off, but then oh. of course, none of the other meetings take the month off. So right. it's like, yeah, our Tuesdays are off, but then uh, <laughs> you know, every other day of the week is some other meeting. But, uh, right. but anyways, s- no, I'll I'll be listening tomorrow for Tammy. That's going to be great. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, we'll see you Thursday. I'll remind you. I'll wake you up. So because she'll be on about okay. seven. Four- yeah, it's a uh, something. The uh, coffee with the mayor, or something like that. So. Oh, that's right. Okay, nice. All right, well, uh, I'll be tuning in. Definitely, Howie. Have a good day. All right. See, see you, Cody. Be well. Bye. All right. You too, buddy. Bye-bye.